You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello, all you truth seekers out there. Today we will be discussing just a very quick podcast on aluminum and magnesium. It's very important because the uh, aluminum compound has like almost kryptonite or a full-blown enemy in magnesium. And magnesium seems to be the opposite to aluminum in some ways. Um, Not only as far as detoxification, but also as far as, you know, integrity and healthy bone structure and tissue that is less capable of bringing in um, unattached uh, aluminum, uh, free aluminum in the body because the structure is integral. And so these two different ways in which magnesium helps the structure to fight or become more integral and thus block out aluminum and the detoxification pathway through magnesium are both keys to get this stuff in, I mean, to get this stuff out and then to not allow it to find harbor if it ever gets in. So how that works is I would not recommend what a lot of sites recommend, which is just go buy a bunch of magnesium malate and take like, you know, a thousand milligrams and it's all going to go away and everybody's happy. Because the problem with that theory is not only is the malate L-form malate that we buy as a supplement different than the R-form malate that's in the body that's created live (coughs) through um, the connection between magnesium and and the enzyme catalyzation process that magnesium upregulates and the um, malic acid that's found throughout the, the body and the tissues um, in the food that we eat, that we bring this into the body as well. So these things are very important because the magnesium will attach to this malic acid um, naturally uh, occurring. Now, a lot of times when you read about malic acid, the first thing they teach you or tell you is you need to go eat a bunch of apples and all this stuff. What they don't tell you is how the apples have been produced today and what the state of Washington does with the semi apparently organic wax that they put on the apples which is not really organic it also has chemical pesticides in it some to a very small degree it has some agents some chemical agents in it there is a truly organic wax which would be made from possibly you know like paraffin or something but in general these waxes are allowed to have other things in them because they're just considered a wax or an additive more than a treatment or, you know, whatever kind of legislation. And so now that we know that the USDA and Monsanto are even more bedfellows since the head of the Secretary of Agriculture today is was the former CEO of um, Monsanto, uh, Vilsack, uh, Tom Vilsack, uh, I think that's his name, um, you know, who was under Obama and now under Biden. So knowing this, you should also know that the USD label is about to get watered down. I mean, not like it wasn't already, not like you already didn't have to go to farmer's markets and you already didn't have to go to multiple certifications and 
not just no GMO, but no GMO plus organic plus this other type of entity plus like local sometimes, uh, depending on where you're at. Um, and all these other things you have to do, which farmers markets actually can end up helping you cut through a lot of that. You know, when I go to a farmer's market and I buy peaches here in Texas, I ask them, well, what do you treat them with? You know, what kind of pesticide do you treat them with? Because I know they treat them with something. And the three last people I spoke to had to go into detail about how they used copper. uh, And the other one used, I think it was some sort of orange uh, concentration, essential oils from orange production. Um, And so... You know, you have to learn about this stuff because otherwise you're not going to be able to ask any of those questions in the grocery store or even in the natural food store. So this is important. Get the right stuff. One of the best places to get malic acid, if you can't get through the apple paradigm, which is, you know, you have to kind of like cook a little bit for like 10 minutes and then you toss the water and then you make your apple purees and you buy a bunch a bag of these apples and stuff. So maybe. But... Uh, if you're going to the grocery store and buying or grocery store organics, trust me, I've thrown out two or three huge batches of grocery store organic apples already um, that were made into a type of, you know, pureed apples. And it was, you know, I had gut issues. And so, yes, there's something going on there. So find the right stuff. And if you can't, you can find frozen or fresh rhubarb. Typically, sometimes in the frozen section at like a grocery store um, in little cubed up pieces or whatever. And this is a great source of malic acid on a plant or, uh, you know, that hasn't been treated. It's not, you know, they don't wax it. They also don't treat this type of plant. And it's not a it's not a typical plant. It's very rustic. It grows almost like a weed. Um, uh, Not like a weed, but I mean, it grows like it's very persistent and um i'm not sure if it's perennial but it might be uh like it'll keep growing back every year um so um as compared to like annuals which you have to replant every year but anyway look into it it's a good way to get malic acid into the body and then when you team up with transdermal magnesium or topical magnesium which means you allow a much stronger dose because you're using the whole body the whole surface of the skin That kidney is a very small organ, no matter how much we think you're supposed to take pills. It's still a very small organ processing those pills. And if you use your whole surface area of your body to process the magnesium chloride, you pull off a much greater dose without triggering the laxative system, harming the kidneys or anything else. We would know that they were harmed if we really paid more attention and gave up coffee as a nation. Then we'd probably see that we have a lot of kidney insufficiency. But we keep stimulating and we just keep staying in a sort of body denial. And so this is a great way to get magnesium out, uh, aluminum out of the body. It detoxifies aluminum. The magnesium malate teams up with the magnesium. They create a magnesium malate, uh, R, R form, not the L form that you buy in the stores. Live, everything is happening live with the right acid that doesn't have all the pesticides and other things attached to it. And we bring that in to uh, fractalize, I guess you could say, the aluminum compounds in the body, making them a little bit smaller through a sort of like ammoniac principle, even though it's more of an acidity principle. But there's kind of a breaking down of the aluminum. 
Then the aluminum in more of a chemical form or um, uh, like can be actually released from the body through however the body can get it out. And the closer, the better. I mean, if it goes through the stools, okay. The hair a lot. Also, the hair has all sorts of minerals analysis. But but you coming through the scalp through a type of sweating that we do, which is not just normal sweating. We actually the body actually breathes too, and so things are emitted from the body. There's not. It's not for nothing that you lose like a pound or a pound and a half. I forget exactly how much it is. Almost a pound and something every night when you sleep. You know, and that's not just, you know, there's a lot of things that are exhaled, there's carbon, there's water, there's things that leave us through that. And that process has actual weight to it, um, if you could measure it all for those eight hours. Um, and so we do get some of this out through those means. We get a lot of it out through sweat. We get a lot of it out through, um, like I said, the stool and, you know, pretty much however the body can get it out, it has to come out through the the lung system or whatever. So the body's always detoxifying. Detoxifying isn't just some like quirky idea of like naturopaths. It's, you know, it's exactly what we're always doing. We're always trying to detoxify the toxins that are coming into our body. And there's a lot of them right now from, you know, all sorts of stuff in the air, water, I mean, the food, everything, everything, you know, even the medicines now. Like pretty much everything is getting contaminated to some degree um, if it's not sourced properly. And um, so this is a good way to get magnesium out of the body. The, the Using the magnesium over time, it takes seven years. Boring, but the long-term game is the game you got to pay the most attention to. Is This is how we get out of the magnesium deficiency is through long-term seven years. This stuff builds up. In the first year is the most important. So it's not like, oh, I'm just trying to sell you something for seven years. Nope. The first year is the most important. The years after that, you buy hardly any. You're at like 50 cents a week. It doesn't cost anything. You're out of medical slavery. But trying to help people find the right stuff in glass, one ingredient with no endocrine disruptors, nothing contaminating the magnesium molecule, and start to help people see the natural state molecule concept and what that means to have a natural state magnesium that's coming from a clear stone, not stones that are white that they have to go and cut and add chemicals and solvent treat that can be found everywhere uh, in cheaper non-discerning strata or through Tibetan exploitation. 80% of the market is Chinese magnesium, Um, but through um, a clear stone underneath the North Sea in Europe with actual traceability and transparency, no proprietary, anything we tell everyone our source and you can call them yourself so anyway come check us out at theheartradition.com over time the structure of the body does thwart a magnesium fixation in the body i mean a aluminum fixation in the bones and the weakening of the structure that it can do over time magnesium high magnesium through the life cycle keeps that from happening it allows for the bone to have its own resistance um to to the um you know, its own resistance to, I guess you could say, like, um, what would you call that? Attachment of the magnesium to the, to the lattice or to the structure. You know, things, we never, the structure is so important because of the way, it's like the layer, like the hydroxyapatite layer of the bone or the surface layer of the bone. Or even, let's just take the surface area of a tree. Like, if you have a surface area of a tree, they're, they're noticing that due to, like, 
metals and especially aluminum fallout from, you know, heavy spraying or jet fuels and also weather control modulation, things in certain areas, they've watched these, these trees have a lot more um, deposition of aluminum on the leaves. Now, it's true that for pecan farmers, I've got friends who are pecan farmers here in Texas, they spray zinc yearly on their leaves um, to help the trees. So this is the reverse of that, right? So this is spraying like aluminum on the tree, right? <laughs> and so what that does is that actually um, shuts down the tree in a, meta in a metabol metabolistic, in a metabolic way. There you go. It shuts down the tree in a metabolic way. It puts it into a kind of sleep, metabolically speaking. And it also allows for a, a rigidification or a stratification or what, I don't know the exact word, but a drying, maybe, of the surface of the leaves. And so what happens is that drying out over time, because of that free form aluminum, not aluminum and silica that you find in clay and like the earth's crust and it's everywhere and all that stuff, but a free form of this um, actually starts to degrade the, the edges of the, the structure. And then guess what happens? Then you throw a match at that tree and it just burns like it was. there was no tomorrow. Now, that wouldn't happen if the tree had its own natural humidity and natural forces working with it. And those come through the smell. You can smell those forests, too. But we can't smell as much of that stuff in the forest anymore if they have this kind of invasive toxin. So that's just one example of an outer effect of what that aluminification can do uh, to the, the epithelium, I guess you could say. But in the body, it's the same thing. And so there has to be a degrading of that layer, that surface layer, for these things to start happening. And magnesium allows for that surface area, along with calcium, to have a structure which kind of like sparkles and just is really strong and doesn't allow for any kind of penetration. You know, it's just like anything we do in life, you know, where you paint your home. There's, there's minerals in it. There's things... And we, we, we try to get the paints a certain way to where they do certain things on the wall and then we paint a coat and then we do a primer and whatever, whatever we do. So we build it up and then there's a kind of protection. So this kind of logic is actually happening in the body too and it can be broken down if the deficiencies are there and the aluminum is nonstop in a present way in your life cycle. So you have to fight this black magic with this white magic, I guess you could say and um, keep the magnesium abundant through the life cycle. So come check us out for the real stuff at theheartoftradition.com. Don't get the fake stuff, always in glass, always only one ingredient, never diluted, always with the Zechstein Inside logo and the source that you can call yourself. theheartoftradition.com.